You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Kasob here. Excited to be joined by one of our favorites. One of the legends of NLC, Kat, is here. We'll catch up with her. She just got back from NLC in San Francisco. So let's hear about that and perhaps some other things too. Let's get to it. All right, so for folks that don't know, NLC has a very important experience called the Institute and an even more important first weekend where there's some intensive training that goes on. And Kat was one of those trainers for the chapter in San Francisco. What were you thinking was going to happen um, leading up to the days before you went up there? Yeah, I mean, I think I was really hoping that um, we could create an experience where you know, you have 18 strangers, put them in a house and see what happens. You know, it's like, it's like the real world, but without all the passive aggressive drama. Um, and, but what you're really hoping for, right, is is that folks are going to come into space and be authentic and want to show up for each other. And um, that was what I was hoping for when I went up to San Francisco this weekend. And you and I have talked a lot about facilitation. And I was curious how you feel like you've uh, grown as a facilitator, what you've learned since coming into the NLC orbit a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, I used to kind of have the old school approach to facilitation and and thinking of it as training and they're just opposite things. Mm -hmm. I credit a lot of my growth to to you, Eric, actually. I'm going to give you a shout out on the podcast on um, really shifting on how we think about who's doing the thinking and exercises. Are we putting together experiences where folks are going to want to bond and, you know, applying different learning styles, right? And are we creating... Are we creating room to discuss and debrief all that we've learned, right? Because I think one of the great things about NLC is you can really get into it, right? You can talk about complex issues. You can um, explore your past history. You can think about where am I going and how am I going to use those strengths, you know, for, for my future. But, you know, if you don't create space for folks to really process what they just did, um, it, it sometimes can call, fall flat. And I think that's one thing I've learned, especially from you and from Maria, who's leading the Institute experience over in LA these days, uh, it's made me, I think, better. So thank you. I had this feeling a little bit once I started delivering the first weekend curriculum myself. So I went through it many, many years ago. You obviously went through it much more recently. Yeah. So what was the biggest difference for you from being a participant a couple of years ago to then actually being the executor of that curriculum? What were some of the things that, that kind of jumped out at you? Yeah, I think a lot of us as lead facilitators, and, and you might feel this way too, right? Um, you kind of show up and you're like, I can't wait for them to have their worlds rocked, right? Um, <laughs> and and I had no idea what NLC really was going to be like during my first weekend, right? I think I showed up and I was really, I'll be honest, I was so impressed by everyone's bios and all the things they'd done and really kind of just overwhelmed and wondering did they make a mistake? Did they really mean to pick me with all these really badass people? Um, and now I think after, you know, being a part of the NLC family for three years, four years now, um, going into it, it was just like, I can't wait to watch how these folks are going to bond together. Right. Um, and how like you kind of see the light bulb start to shift around like after lunchtime, you know, um, that, that's like, this is a different experience. This is a different, this is a different approach to leadership. That's really based on, in my heart, I truly believe this community care which, as you know, is the big, warm, soft, fuzzy hugger of NLC is very important to me. So then once you got up to San Francisco and you were in the room with these folks, what actually happened? So, yeah, we, we had, you know, it's a two-day thing, right? So that first day of Institute, you're really reflecting on who you are and um, all the experiences you've had, your strengths, your passions, your values, right? Um, and really culminating in experience. It's pretty cool when we think about what our life story is, right? 
And then, you know, then there's always a happy hour, which is super rad. And I got to also experience Korean barbecue in the Bay. And I, I think <laughs> that I'm actually kind of snooty about my Korean barbecue. Um, but the Bay has it going on. I had a really great dinner with Dean, um, my co-facilitator, James from Tampa and Joy uh, from, from SF. And um, so that was, that's kind of one of those unexpected experiences, right, of uh, doing this. It's like, yeah, you're going to go through the train and lead folks through an experience, but you're also going to get to eat some bomb-ass food and meet really great people. Um, and then uh, a Sunday was really reflecting on, you know, where folks want to go, right? So how do you how do you take all those strengths, passions, you know, focus, values, put that into your goals, right? And for someone like me who has a really hard time with goal setting, I think NLC has some really great strategies for folks to break it down into like manageable steps to figure out what it is they want to do and, and the help they'll need, honestly, um, from their from their cohort to get there. When we come back, I want to ask you a little bit more about what it's like interacting with another chapter, especially one uh, that's in our state, but obviously is going through some different challenges up there and some of the same things too. We'll hear Kat's thoughts on that in just a second. So don't go. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah, was this the first time you've had that much exposure to another chapter? And, and what were your thoughts on what you saw up there? Yeah, I would say, like, so this was my, my first lead experience. Uh, so I guess anybody from SF, if you're listening, yeah, that was pretty <laughs> um, So um, for me, it was the first time really immer- an immersion with another another chapter. I did get to spend some time with the Atlanta folks this summer. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think what I took so many cool things away from SF. Just if you think about some of their cultural norms, this that board, that and they've been together. They're the originals of NLC, right? I think a lot of times we think NLC might be an East Coast creation. Yeah. Nah, it started right here on the West Coast, right? Um, and, and folks are just really <laughs> passionate on that board. There's there's a lot of uh, really great alumni engagement. So at their happy hour, like folks turned out. Um, it was that was really great to see. I, and I think too, just just they're very intentional about how they put people in space and and how they break folks off into like their their lead groups, right? Those small smaller uh, groups where they can get together and get to the real shit together. I know, you know, for me, that's one of the most important parts of my experience. I still hang out with my folks um, from from my lead group. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hike Mount Baker, actually, with one of the people from my lead group, like ones, ice axes. Hopefully we don't fall off on the 4th of July. <laughs> so, so that was pretty cool to see how they how they do that process. And, um, and, and yeah, and her food was dope. If anybody knows me, I like my food. <laughs> so that was, it was also, uh, it sealed it for me. SF is great. And I really hope that Los Angeles and SF and, Silicon Valley and Oakland, SEC, we can we can make some sort of California convention happen at some point because there are some really cool people in this state, uh, in the NLC fam. And then when you think about where you're headed this upcoming week to Portland, they're a newer chapter and they're kind of up by themselves in some ways how we are down here by ourselves. What are you expecting to happen there? And what do you feel like you can take from uh, the LA experience, the San Francisco experience and show them up there? Yeah, I think I just want to, you know, it's, it's just kind of going in with, with an open heart and authentic energy, right? Um, I'm a pretty, you know, what you see is what you get person. And um, I think if you kind of go in it with the approach of community care, which I'm, I'm getting that vibe from Portland already, right? Like these folks really show up for people in space. Okay. Um, then we're going to have a great time, right? And I'm looking forward to meeting Topher, my co-facilitator, and, and really working through that curriculum for a second time. Yeah. And then as you think about where you want to see NLC go with this curriculum that is going to be a a feature of the first weekend 
for the foreseeable future, which I think is a good thing, but there's always tweaks and upgrades we can make. Yeah, if you could add in any improvements after running it one time and going through it yourself, what what would you want to change? That's a great question. I think I'll turn it back to uh, reflection time, right? Um, and, and I think there's a lot of that built in there, right? But some folks um, talk a lot and can process things quickly. <laughs> me. Um, and some folks take longer to process, which is also me, right? <laughs> Depending on the situation. And I think building in that space is super important. I know it's something that um, we talked about in San Francisco, right? Revisiting the goals a few months down the line that we set on day two and making sure that, you know, the folks who signed up to help you with those goals um, will commit to making those happen with you. So I, I'm really excited to see like, how do we really institutionalize that, right? That's, hey, we did goal setting. Well, let's talk about it a couple of months from now. Um, so how we carry that thread so we don't we don't lose stuff, I think, is, is super important. Also, more community builders because those are fun. Those are fun. I agree. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where we can take things from here. Like, you know, I talked a little bit about moving some pieces around on, on day two. And, yeah, I think one of the things, too, would be interesting is for us to tweak and improve how feedback gets back to the trainers themselves from the fellows. And to give folks some really interesting insight into how they are performing as a facilitator on, on kind of the key metrics that we would value as a community. And then, yeah, how the content is holding up for their level of engagement or for the outcomes that, that we have. Because I think that'd be something great for us to get to as an organization is that we yeah are seen as the go-to uh, trainers when it comes to either this kind of big picture life stuff or even kind of the smaller specific hyper-specific things like comms or fundraising but yeah can we be the go-to place where where people get trained up to be excellent facilitators and everyone knows if an nlc person shows up to train them that they will be of the highest quality but i think we're kind of still missing that that data piece that would give us some some good opportunities to coach folks up yeah i think one cool thing i get i guess this is like this is the me give eric to show um uh some right (laughs) like this is i'm gonna gonna put it back to you again like i think some of the stuff we're doing in LA, especially around base camp, which was like revelatory mm-hmm. for me and made me a much better facilitator as I think about work I may do in the communication sector, right? Which is where I work. Now I share that with NLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think experiences like that where people have an opportunity to really figure out there's a difference between facilitating and training. And a lot of that has to do with creating intentional space mm-hmm. for the folks in the room, having the experience to do the thinking. And then, then how do you as a facilitator get better? You only get better with feedback, right? So that's right on. I'm, I'm also curious, Eric, I'm just going to ask you a question. Can I ask, am I allowed to ask the podcast host? You, you are allowed to ask away. Yes, thank you. All right. So you've, I mean, you're like, you know, you've been around for a while. Um, <laughs> you've watched this curriculum change quite a bit. In fact, you've had quite a hand in it, right? Um, over the past 10 years or so. What's mm-hmm. been one of the most interesting things that y'all have changed over time? Um, and how have you seen that impact the experience for the fellows? Yeah, well, I think a lot of the, the work that Leah did really upgraded the curriculum two, three years ago. And so then what I was trying to do to support her is to get more of a natural flow of the activities together. Because I think there was some problems before where it was, uh, how would I put it? I guess it was almost too yeah. too workbooky. Like you're just sort of in a workbook and going from section to section without as much uh, connective tissue as it would have liked. Um, I think we also pared down some of the things because oftentimes these curriculums put too much in and the the facilitators feel like getting through it is the more important part as opposed to the experience of it. Um, 
And then, yeah, I still think, I mean, I, I just love thinking about curriculum and tweaking these things. So I think there's still uh, upgrades we can make and, and get to a place where I think DEI is coming more alive and identity is somehow baked in even more than it is now. I know yeah. we're, we're kind of getting there, but there's still, I think, a lot of room to go. Um, yeah, so I think there's still a lot of things to, to we can we can figure out. And this is, yeah, it's fun. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I think what's really powerful is it hasn't changed that much in the grand scheme of things from what I was doing 10 years ago in a January weekend uh, as well. And so I think that actually uh, is something we got to be mindful of is that if we get too interested in in the upgrades and we get too far away from what folks have been doing, that you lose the commonality, you lose the the shared language that when you run into somebody uh, that did your chapter experience, but a couple years earlier, if you're on an airplane, think of somebody who was in a different chapter. Um, it's great that you can all have that, that common understanding of what this first weekend was like. Um, so I hope things can be small tweaks, but powerful tweaks, but that there's still these core, uh, stories of self life mapping, perfect day, tenure stuff. I hope those things definitely hold. Yeah. Just that's like, kind of like a secret handshake, right? Like, I know, oh, that's good, but it, yeah. you know, like, I, know yeah. I know what you did. Right. And yeah. I think that that's a common framework that, you know, when we talk to fellows, it's when you frame that weekend, it's, Hey, everybody's doing it across the country. It's the, it's, the, it's our common, it's our common language. It's our, it's our secret handshake. It's all those things. What's your favorite part to facilitate though? I'm very curious here. Oh, I mean, I, I still love doing the community builders and I like how we've done them here in LA, right. Where there's that debrief and you're very meta about it. And to do three or four over the course of the weekend. And you can see the difference each time you do one, even from first meet you at 9 a.m. Saturday, do one at lunch on Saturday versus what it feels and looks like on Sunday morning. You can see the community happening in real time. And I think calling that out is important. So yeah, I could I could do that all day. Those are, those are fantastic. I like the perfect days stuff too, honestly. Um, that to me is really a, a good culminating activity gives people a chance to be creative, gives people a chance to be silly and serious, all kind of in one. Um, yeah, so I think that's still my my favorite activity activity of the <laughs> of the lead, lead curriculum. So hopefully uh, that will stay in there for a long time. Because if you think about it, I mean, I wrote mine January 2010, and uh, here we are, January 2020. I wish I, I had saved it. I think I remember <laughs> a good a good chunk of it. But yeah, Leah still has hers, I think, and uh, I think Jaya does, and some other people in it. I wish I'd paid more attention to where that ended up because that would have been would have been nicer. I had no idea it'd be hanging around so long. I thought, well, y'all would have got rid of me by then. But uh, yeah, I hope so. Well, listen, thanks for hopping on. I'm excited to hear how things go in Portland. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Zag. If you are relatively new to the Zag or you've been a little bit behind, make sure to catch the episodes that are short and sweet, just about five minutes a piece, featuring our 2020 NLC LA Institute fellows. Get to know them. They're really an amazing group. We're so excited to have them there together. And then stay tuned. In the coming weeks, we'll also feature our 15 NLC LA Engage fellows. You get to meet them too. They had their first meeting over the weekend and they're meeting again in just a couple weeks. So lots going on in Zagland. Until we catch you next time. Take care.